It's the boy, Bubba, let's come in through Ella Clutch, flawless, can't be touched It's your boy, Bubba, let's Yeah, I need that hot take I need the truth and everything that is not fake So tell me who's Welcome back, Bubba Bunch, to another edition of the Bubba Let's Sports Podcast It is episode 262 and we are here today to talk about the Arizona Cardinals versus Dallas Cowboys preview of the week 17 matchup and um i'm really excited for this football game uh so many ways that this can go down um based on the previous last few matchups between these two teams it's been one hell of a game and i expect nothing less from this one but but there is that small chance that one of these teams can blow out the other i'm it it's crazy how many different ways the variety of ways that this game can go down and I, I can't really specify on which one I'm confident in or which one I believe in the most so there are there are a lot of aspects to this game that I'm very curious about very intrigued about and it's I, I really can't decide on where this game is gonna go so before we get into the keys of this game and the, I guess the things to watch out for in this game. Let's talk about the injury report because surprisingly, this might be one of the healthiest we've ever seen the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, not just this season, but in a very, very long time. And it's like, think about this entirety of 2021 season. Not even going into week one of the NFL season against Tampa. Did we see a Cowboys team very healthy or everyone's ready to go? We still had guys like Zach Martin out. Um, Even after that game, we had Demarcus Lawrence out. There were plenty of COVID list issues, injury report issues that went down with the Dallas Cowboys. And ever since then, there's been stints to where you don't have a lot of those elite, talented guys on the roster. They're on the injury report list or on the COVID list. We're talking guys like Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, all that. But now here we are, and really the only thing that the Cowboys have to show for on this injury report list as of just a few days ago is limited participants like Demarcus Lawrence, Malik Turner, Tyron Smith is probably the big name to come out of that. But as of today, Friday, this game's going to happen on Sunday um, Sunday afternoon, um, Tyron Smith looks ready to go. He's been taking most of the snaps at left tackle, and... I'm actually surprised at how well this left tackle position has played over the last couple of weeks, um, despite the loss of Tyron Smith. And, and I'm talking about guys like Terrence Steele, who played very well against Washington, and also Ty Inseki, who got some snaps on Sunday. But these guys have done their job, and we're finally going to get to see this offensive line. And I feel like we've been saying this all year long. We finally get to see this offensive line with the best five guys out there. The Connor McGovern experiment did not work. And I was wrong about that. I was very wrong about that. So Connor Williams gets back into the lineup a few weeks ago. And the running attack feels a lot better. The protection feels better. And we're doing this without the penalties that occurred earlier in the year with Connor Williams. All these holding calls. All these these dire penalties that limit drives or kill drives because of Connor Williams. They haven't been happening these last few weeks, and they've been playing better at that position. And it was never a case of Connor Williams playing bad. I did think at times he did get outpowered, 
And I feel like that's still going to be the case going forward against some of the bigger guys in the NFL, like Aaron Donald, like Vita Vea. But Connor Williams, if he can limit those penalties, he's way better than Connor McGovern, as the stats show. But I applaud the Cowboys for trying it, right? We, we applaud a team for at least trying. And good for Mike McCarthy and the staff to be like, hey, let's give Connor McGovern a shot. It didn't work out. Let's put him back to where he worked mostly, which was in that fullback position. And they've been utilizing that these last few weeks very, very well, especially against Washington, where they just they threw him out there for a lot of plays. And it worked almost every single time. But now we have all those five guys out there. We got Tyron Smith that's most likely going to play on Sunday. You have Connor Williams. You have Tyler Biotish who has been playing better as of late. Zach Martin, of course, and Lyle Collins, who is now taking back his spot at right tackle. And we have Tony Pollard with that ankle injury. We have Zeke Elliott with a knee injury. Feeling and looking a lot better previously to the last few weeks. Um, they've shown a lot of speed, a lot of agility and burst, and this running game looks a lot, lot better. And we can say the same thing about Dak Prescott. Having that weird, just unlike Dak Prescott-esque season or few games to where you felt like the ankle slash calf injury was affecting him mentally, but I felt like it was the miscommunication with a lot of guys around him, but as of Sunday against Washington, scoring 56 points, let's say 40 of those were because of Dak Prescott in that offense. It looks like they're back on track. We'll see if they can do it against a better Cardinals defense. But as far as injuries go, that's the only thing we really have to report is Tyron Smith, Malik Turner, Turner, guys like that, and Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, who are still dealing with those lingering issues on their lower body. But for the Arizona Cardinals, this is not the case because they do have a lot of those guys that did not participate earlier in the week. And we still need a lot more confirmation as to what's going to happen with guys like Buda Baker, James Conner. That's the big name to really look out for because James Conner looks revitalized in this Cardinals offense. Uh, Rodney Hudson, Rondale Moore, very um, useful guys in this offense that could make a difference. And they need it. They desperately need it with how they've been playing as of late on a losing streak. And Kyler Murray needs all the protection, all the weapons that he that he can get because of D-Hop being out for the rest of the regular season. He will be there for the postseason, but we're just trying to get to a better seed if you're the Cardinals so you don't have to play the Rams a third time in the season and you don't play a competitive fifth seed or if you are the fifth seed, the fourth seed. So in this game, I said this in the previous episode um, with Kevin. My just dream matchup to watch for in this game is Micah Parsons versus Kyler Murray. And whether or not Dan Quinn will utilize Micah Parsons as a spy or as a pass rusher. Are we going to see Parsons rush Kyler Murray because he has the speed, the strength, all the tangibles that you could ask for in a pass rusher against a super agile, super speedy Kyler Murray at quarterback? Or are you going to spy him to make sure that he stays in the pocket and make these corners like Anthony Brown, Trevon Diggs, who've been playing really great, been super locked down these last few weeks, and make them try to force things down the field? Because Kyler Murray is not the type of guy to force things down the field. 
with D-Hop, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, you have everything at your disposal. And plus you've got guys like Chase Edmonds and James Conner in the backfield. So everything's open. Everything is pretty much spread out to where someone's going to be open or you don't have to make that really tight throw. Kyler Murray doesn't have that luxury anymore with D-Hop being out, with Rondell Moore being banged up with his ankle injury, with James Conner possibly not playing in this game. Things are going to change for this offense and Cliff Kingsbury without these guys on the field. And plus, with the lack of protection as of late for Kyler Murray in that offensive line against a really good pass rush that now has D-Law, Randy Gregory, and Micah Parsons all around that offensive line. I'm, I'm really interested to see how much pressure the Cowboys get on Kyler Murray and whether or not they're going to contain him in the pocket or they're just going to let him roam free and QB spy with Micah Parsons, let him roam free like the line that he is and see if he can make some plays. I, I'm really intrigued by this matchup because the, the Arizona Cardinals have a little bit of the Cowboys number when it comes to these matchups. Uh, the last few years, they've been playing on Monday night. Last year, they beat the brakes off the Cowboys, but that was a different football team. Two years ago, when it was that Monday night game, and really the story was the kneeling during the National Anthem, but the Cowboys squeezed out a win, but it really felt like Arizona was winning that football game for a lot of those 60 minutes. And going into this matchup, we have the Cowboys winning, what, four in a row? trying to push into the playoffs and get back to that early season form, winning all those games. And the Cardinals trying to get back on track with that losing streak and do the same thing. They, they were so good at the beginning part of the season, and it was a lot to do with Kyler Murray and also how dominant that defense was. With Vance Joseph in his second year, boy, oh boy, this defense was making strides at being one of the best in the NFL. And statistically, these are two of the best defenses in all of football. But have they been playing like it as of late? I think the Cowboys have defensively, and that's been one of the key victory uh, components. But the Cardinals, not as much. They still have a lot of talent on that defensive side, and it has to do a lot with their cornerbacks, that secondary, who can do the, the same things that a lot of these other teams have succeeded at, which is not create separation between them and the wide receivers for the Cowboys. The, uh, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, they've been struggling as of late to, or all season long, really, to create separation between the secondary guys. And that's been forcing Dak Prescott to make some mistakes, make some bad throws, and not have the success on offense that they've been accustomed to at the early part of the season. However, Amari Cooper has come out and said, and we can all agree with this, is that we've never really seen all three of these guys or all of this wide receiver room play healthy and be on the field at the same time. You got to include Cedric Wilson in that. You got to include Malik Turner in that. And my, uh, Michael Gallup, who's been out for a lot of that year because of the ankle injury or the calf injury, excuse me. And then CeeDee Lamb with the, the concussion, Amari Cooper with uh, covid these guys haven't been able to be on the field all year long together. This feels like the first game that they're really going to be able to do so. So, for me, in this game, there we're, we're past the point now, and I've said this before, we're past the point of the Cowboys winning games. It's not a matter of them winning games and if they can win a game. It's a matter of how they win games. In this football game, 
They are the more talented team. By far, they are deeper. They are more top-heavy. They are better in almost every aspect than the Arizona Cardinals are. I think they have a better running attack. They have a better passing game as far as balance goes. Better offensive line. Better receivers because they just have more depth at that position. Their defense is a better turnover machine. I say all this, but looking at the stats, you're looking at points per game, total yards per game offensively, um, defense-wise, you know, turnover margin. The Cowboys are better, but slightly better in statistics. So this is a pretty favorable matchup if you're a football fan in general because it's a very good balanced matchup between the two teams that are going to be playoff contenders. They got to be playoff contenders. The last time that we saw this type of matchup for the Dallas Cowboys was earlier in the year, mid-year, against the Kansas City Chiefs. That was going into that game, for me, the first game all year long where, like, this is where the Cowboys can say they are contenders, they are legit, and we are here to win a Super Bowl. We're not here to just win games and, and be a higher seed and win the division. No, we're here to win championships. If you can do the same things you've done all year long against Kansas City, high-octane offense, great defense that can turn the ball over against a Kansas City Chiefs team that's been struggling all year long at turning the ball over, at scoring a lot of points and controlling time of possession and taking care of the ball and not giving up a lot on defense. And it felt like they weren't ready for the moment. They, that offense was nowhere near ready to be in a hostile environment, to be on the road at Arrowhead Stadium and make a statement to say we are legit no matter where we play. Good for the Cowboys is that they're playing at home this week and they are a far superior home team than they are road team. But guess what? The Cardinals are a much superior road team than they are as a home team. So you're getting the best of both worlds here. The Cowboys are dominant at home. They put up so many numbers, so many points on uh, at AT&T Stadium that it's ridiculous to say that they deserve, not deserve, that they desperately need to play home games on, in the playoffs. Like if they can play home games at AT&T Stadium during the postseason, that is a terrible thing to do if you're the opposing team. You do not want to be Washington. You do not want to be uh, Atlanta. You don't want to be Philadelphia because guess what? You played there earlier this year and you got routed every single time. Arizona just loves playing on the road. Don't know why. But you could make the argument that this is not a road game for Kyler Murray. This man is undefeated at AT&T Stadium. He's 7-0. That goes back to when he played at Allen High School and all those state championships that he won at Oklahoma where he played a lot of those bowl games and, and very, very um, high-ranked matchups against some of the best in the nation with Oklahoma. And then with Arizona as well, he's got a few wins at AT&T Stadium. So this man loves playing at home where he's from, really, uh, in the DFW area. Now, how does that fare against the Cowboys of this year? I don't know. I think it all comes down to Kyler Murray in this football game. I, I, I truly believe it does. Because if he struggles to take care of the football, then you're falling to the same trap that these other teams have fallen into as far as the defense, getting this turnovers, dominating the game, 
and giving this offense more time of possession and more drives in general. Um, this is where I, 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 I have a deep feeling in my heart that Micah Parsons is going to have the game of his season so far. I think with just what? a sack and a half away from tying the record for most rookie sacks or sacks in a rookie season, two away from breaking that record. It's It shocked me all year long. Oh, by the way, um, I had the, uh, the podcast logo up there on my TV. I got it to work, and I just realized that it stopped doing it. Give me a second to fix it. There we go. We fixed it. I think it looks awesome. It, it truly does look awesome. And uh, I'm going to decorate some more, but that, that's really fun to me. Anyways, what was I talking about? For Micah Parsons, it, it, he shocked me all year long with how athletic, how impressive he looks, how strong. He, just everything about Micah Parsons has been wow, right? We can all agree on that. This could be the game to where he solidifies that he is not only the defensive rookie of the year, but he is also the defensive player of the year. I think he's already won the award. I am not on this bandwagon or on this belief that TJ Watt should win the award. I think TJ Watt is a phenomenal defensive end and a great defensive player. The man missed a lot of games due to injury. Why should we reward that for missing more games when Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, guys like that that have played all year long and they have put up those big numbers consistently throughout 17, 18 weeks of football. But TJ Watt gets the award for being out, what, three or four weeks? He's been battling through injuries. How is that fair? It's impressive for him to still put up numbers like that even despite the injuries, but I think that Micah Parsons has deserved the award better. But if you want to make that strong case of saying, oh, you don't believe that I am the defensive player of the year? Well, I'm still hungry. You know, I'm coming for Kyler Murray. A guy that no one's been really able to figure out as far as him rolling out, getting out of the pocket, stopping him, containing him in the pocket. There hasn't been much example of that. What if Micah Parsons sets the example and sets the tone of how you can stop Kyler Murray? So with an incredible performance out of Micah Parsons that I do believe will happen, I think he'll win himself the award for Defensive Player of the Year this game. Kyler's been struggling at uh, at controlling uh, or keeping possession, and he hasn't had the same playmaking ability he's had earlier in the year. And he has n- not as many receivers or has not as many weapons to choose from anymore. And if they can stop Kyler Murray from running around and making plays like that. I think it'll be easier for this defensive front to stop the running game. We got to give more credit and more appreciation to what Osa Odigizua and Neville Gallimore are doing up front. In the middle, that has always been an issue for the Dallas Cowboys. These last few weeks, the statistics speak for themselves, the numbers speak for themselves, that ever since Neville Gallimore has gone back into the starting lineup after his, uh, his injury earlier in the year, this defense has been way better at stopping the run way better the only thing that's holding this defense back from being absolutely perfect in my eyes is they do still give up a chunk yardage big play on the running game there's always that one play to where they break it open for 20 yards 25 yards and then for the rest of the game they do a pretty good job but there's always that 
one or two, three plays throughout the game that extends the drive when they can really get off the field. And that's where the running backs get their numbers. If they can stop that, this defense can do no wrong. They, they really can't. And just seeing the numbers that this defense is putting up, it's absolutely incredible. They get off the field on third down. They weren't able to do that last year or really in any other year other than this year. They turn the ball over better than any other team in the NFL. They're plus 20 in turnover margin. The Cardinals are plus 14. Plus 14 is awesome. Like you would love that if you're a, a team that's trying to make that playoff push. But you're at plus 20. It's not just Trevon Diggs. It's Randy Gregory creating turnovers. D-Law creating turnovers. Micah Parsons, strip sacks, strip, uh, strip fumbles. It, it's just spread around. You know, it's, it's just spread spread the wealth across not only this offense, but this defense as well. And Trevon Diggs is playing lockdown these last few weeks. So maybe he's trying to figure out the weaker point of his game where he can get the turnovers, but he does give up a lot of yards. Going into this game without D-Hop and with uh, Rondell Moore in, uh, banged up, I should say, you got A.J. Green, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is a kryptonite to this Cowboys defense. Every single time the Cardinals play the Cowboys, Christian Kirk ends up with at least 100 yards. And I just love Christian Kirk. I think he's one of the most underrated wide receivers in all of football. So I don't expect anything less other than Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury to focus on whoever is covering Christian Kirk, which should be Anthony Brown or um, Jordan Lewis, who's coming off COVID list, or we might see more of Kelvin Joseph as well. I wouldn't be surprised, though. I, I, I think A.J. Green's going to be locked up with Trevon Diggs just because he is lengthier, he's taller, and he's he's harder to cover. But I, depending on how that early part of the game goes with Christian Kirk maybe getting a little bit more touch, a little bit more focus, uh, as far as Kyler Murray goes, getting him the ball, then you'll switch up Trevon Diggs onto Christian Kirk because I, I, for me, for me, I think the more dangerous matchup for the Cowboys defense is Christian Kirk because he has been smoking them these last few years. And then if you can take care of Kyler Murray in that passing game, I think it'll make it easier to stop the running game because of Osa and Neville Gallimore up front. I, I think if you can do that, Micah Parsons can read the, the play super fast and can get it done to get to the ball, get to the, uh, to the runner and stop the running game. When we're talking about the opposite side, though, with Dallas's uh, offense and the Arizona Cardinals defense, you gotta. This is a lot of pressure on Dak Prescott. I will say that because he's had it easier as of late playing the Giants, playing the Washington Football Team. You didn't have to play some pretty good defenses that will make you work for every yard that you throw for, or make you think about every throw that you're gonna make. I think the Cardinals defense will do that. And we can't underestimate that they can create turnovers just as well as the Cowboys can. Plus 14 is nothing to laugh at or sneeze at. So Dak Prescott, who is going to have all his weapons available to him and have the offensive line that he wants on the field, it's very important for him to take care of this football as much as possible. And we saw last week against Washington that they didn't go for the big play down the field. They did a lot of... Not conservative, but very technical, very tactical 
offensive play calling with Kellen Moore that it just worked. It flowed, right? But they never took the deep shot down the field. I expect nothing less. This was a preparation for the Arizona Cardinals game because now you got to go against guys like Buda Baker who can just make a play at any point during the 60 minutes. And you also have Byron Murphy who has been really good this season. I mean, a pro bowler at his position. So he's most likely going to go against Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. I think CeeDee Lamb a little bit more. But I don't expect the deep shots down the field. If you do, that's very ballsy of them. And I wish they did that. That's the lackluster thing about this offense is they don't take those shots down the field. And I don't expect them to do it this week, but maybe in that final week against the Eagles. So a lot more of like running the football, setting the tone, getting the ball to Dalton Schultz. Just getting him a lot of targets, a lot of receptions, even if it is for five or six yards. You saw that last week to where it was just that dink and dunk to Dalton Schultz that got him the first downs and set the pace for the rest of the, the way. Uh, they, they There was a report that came out that Amari Cooper, in the interview with 105 Through the Fan, I believe it was with 105 Through the Fan, where he said that one of the Washington football team defensive players said, you got to slow it down. I'm, I'm really tired. Like, y'all got to slow down. I, look, Washington's bad. Washington is a terrible football team right now. But for a guy to say that, a professional defensive player in the NFL to be like, y'all got y'all to gotta just really slow it down. Like, I can't keep up. I'm not saying that you can do that with ease against this Arizona Cardinals defense. I'm saying that when you play at the level that you played at on Sunday night, with that offense just rolling, Connor McGovern at fullback, Tony Pollard running it down the middle or on the outside and just picking up great yardage, Amari Cooper getting involved, getting pissed off, and CeeDee Lamb making those big plays down the field and and not dropping balls. There's not much a defense can do against that. There's too much to contain, especially with Dalton Schultz, who's just an un, a forgettable type of weapon in this offense. If, if you can do the same things you did against Washington, I'm not saying you can score 56. That's not going to be the case at all. I don't think that whatsoever. Even if it's a blowout in the Cowboys' favor, they're not scoring 56. You can get 31 to 35 points if you play at the level you played on Sunday night. With the confidence, the aggression, the pissed-off type of mentality that Kellen Moore had uh, against Washington, if you do that against Arizona. Arizona's not that good to stop you they can create turnovers but they're in the same boat as you are that offenses have success against you you just make up for it in your turnovers because they make a mistake and you take advantage of that this arizona cardinals team is going to have the same exact game plan against you dak prescott will have the respect of this defense but if he makes a mistake we're going to make him pay for it if Zeke fumbles, we're going to make him pay for it. If CeeDee Lamb drops the ball, we're going to make him pay for it. That's the type of game we're going to play here. So it's no mistake football out of both of these quarterbacks that we need to see on Sunday. Do I expect this Cowboys offense to have the same success as they did against Arizona or against Washington? I'm not saying 56. And I'm not saying 40. I'm saying score 31 to 35, that range should win you the football game. I don't see Kyler Murray in this offense scoring that much. It can be a shootout. Based on the history of this season so far, 
where we've thought it could be a shootout. It's never a shootout. You know, we didn't, the Kansas City Chiefs game was not a shootout. That Cowboys defense held up. It was just the offense that never showed up. So the defense has proven multiple times that they are not just going to give up a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, even if it is against some of the better teams in the NFL. Against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs explosive offense, they didn't blow it out of proportion. So I expect the same here. I can see the Cardinals having 30. I can ex- I can see them having high 20s. It's just a matter if Dak and this offense can stay on the field for long periods of time and not go three and out, which was the issue when they were having that, that really cold streak of games. You know, as long as they can stay on the field for more than a minute or two and not just say, oh, anger, just put us in a better spot with this punt. No, you got to drive the ball down the field. You might have to settle for some field goals. I will say that because the the... I guess the red zone efficiency hasn't been great for the Cowboys overall, but at home they're much better in the red zone. So you got to execute in the red zone, but I do see the Cowboys settling for some field goals in this game. So overall, I am very excited to see what this Cowboys team does in general, because if I had to put my money on it, I expect them to play at a very high level on both sides and in the special teams as well. But do I expect them to get 56 points, all these turnovers, and special teams touchdowns? No, I don't expect that at all. I think this is a gritty game um, that they have to fight for because Arizona is wanting to get back on track and they're pissed off like you are, like you were a few weeks ago. It's just a matter of we're back at that point to where you can make a statement here. And are you ready for the big moment? Because the two games, really, going into the season, and even after all those uh, uh, wins at the beginning part of the season, the two games that stood out in in the schedule was Kansas City and Arizona. Arizona, yeah, has been struggling, but they are still a playoff team that you may see later in the year. Kansas City is a playoff team that you might see at the end of the year. And in that one of two chances that you have to say, we are legit, we are ready to get over the hump, to prove to everybody that we are legit this year, you failed. This is your second opportunity, your second chance. Everybody deserves second chances. I don't care how much the, the Cardinals have been struggling as of late. The Chiefs were struggling going into the Cowboys game. They were barely winning games against the Giants. They were barely winning games against some of these other teams around the NFL. They did not look good. And yes, the Cardinals have won a lot of games, and they've won games in, in the past month. But they have also lost a few games, and they didn't look themselves going into the Cowboys game. Chiefs didn't either. But the Chiefs came out and played. They said, don't worry. We may not score 60. We may not play to the highest level we can. But in the games to where everybody has eyes on us, we have been in the situation before. The pressure does not get to us. I think the Cardinals have that same mentality going to this game is that we've had the eyes on us all year long. And now people are looking at us like, are they legit? Are they even good? All right, this is our chance to do it on the road. Kyler's own this stadium. And we've had success against the Cowboys 
these past few years, what's any different? We, we don't have to travel that far. Arizona will travel. Arizona loves AT&T Stadium. Kyler Murray loves AT&T Stadium. Cliff feels comfortable because he's played games at AT&T Stadium as, as well at his time with Texas Tech. So it's not going to feel uncomfortable. I think the home field advantage is definitely in favor of the Cowboys more than it is any other year. But this could be a game to where they say, oh, we're talented enough. We're, we're more talented than this team. We should win this football game. This is where they can make themselves different from any other team in the past with Micah Parsons, Dak Prescott saying, guys, we haven't done shit. We are still hungry, and I'm, I'm going to go eat. Who's, who's with me? That's the type of Cowboys team that I expect to show up, that I hope to see on Sunday, but I wouldn't be surprised if they put up the same type of performance they did against the Chiefs. Overall prediction for this game, I expect the Cowboys to win this football game. Not only because I think they are the better team and they can definitely make a statement against Arizona, but because I put a bet on them at work to where we picked all the teams to win this weekend and I picked the Cowboys. No bias whatsoever. Would I be surprised the Cardinals absolutely dominate the Cowboys? Absolutely not. That That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. But I... I had those few weeks where I was very pissed off and, and just not wanting to watch this team at all. Ever since the Saints game, this there's been a lot of weeks to where I just didn't care for this team. I, I was very disappointed, and um, I just I didn't want to watch them play. But if I see the Washington football team game transpire again against Arizona, I'm going to come into Monday and have a super big smile on my face. I am very excited to see what the Cowboys do the rest of the year. That does not mean I'm saying Super Bowl. I'm going to overreact on Monday with a win and say they're winning the Super Bowl. But I'll be realistic. They are far from it compared to the Packers right now. And even with everybody going off on the Bucks after the Saints game, I still think that they are the biggest threat in the postseason. With a win against Arizona, you almost lock up the second seed you basically lock up the second seed and have a chance at the first seed but with Kirk Cousins out there's no way Minnesota beats the Packers and it's all up to Dan Campbell and the Detroit Dan Campbells it's the Dan Campbell so I don't know if I trust the Dan Campbells uh, to beat the Packers so really this is a game for the Cowboys to lock up the second seed have home field advantage may not get the first round by but they get a favorable matchup against either Washington Philly Atlanta or some other bum team in the NFC. I expect big things out of the Cowboys this weekend. And if they score less than 20 or less than 24, God help us because you're going to see a pissed off Bubblets on Monday. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Bubblet Sports Podcast. This has been episode 262. Happy New Year. To everybody out there, hope you had an amazing uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day party, whatever you're going to do. Stay safe out there, guys, and have an amazing 2022. Um, if you're listening to this beforehand, great. After New Year's, even better. But stay safe out there, guys. You know, COVID's getting pretty bad again. So, you know, mask up, be vaccinated. Do what you got to do to protect yourself and your family. And I'll 
continue to provide you with some great content on the YouTube channel. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time on the Bubble Let's Sports Podcast. Yeah, hold on. Tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried by the team? Mm. Now, would you lose?